Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. I think people would like to know what it's like. What is it like not to like donuts? There, there is a hole in the middle of your life, just, just like, like, a, like donut. In a donut. You are the donut. Life 107.1. Tales of going to the doctor, normally extraordinarily harrowing. <laughs> so the promise of ice cream was on the table. Okay. Which I'm sure is what got me into the car. If you're good at the doctor. I can't remember if I was five or six, but I had to go to the pediatrician with my mother. And I I, I, I must have gone. Normally, see, normally I was a really good kid. Easy. Easy, mm-hmm. good kid. All right. I was a rule follower. Yeah. I'm the I'm oldest child. Do it right. Everybody's going to be pleased with me. Yes. I'll get an A plus for my doctor visit. And I'll get a reward. Yeah. And when a you know, promise of ice cream is on the table, I'm going to be good. Yeah. For some reason, I remember the moment when at that appointment, I was informed that I was going to have to get shots. Okay. Now, I know I had gotten shots before I was five or six years old, but maybe it was at that moment that I became fully cognizant of this is going to hurt. Suddenly you realized what a shot meant. And suddenly I just had a fit, like a full on crying, flailing, screaming, no, 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 (laughs) no fit. It's funny because I remember it now. It was almost like I watched myself do it. Oh, man. I mean, I was just full on no, no, like trying to get out of the room. One nurse tried to subdue me. Two nurses tried to subdue me. A third nurse got called in to subdue me. My mother was involved. And then the doctor, I can remember this, the doctor was coming towards me. (laughs) And I kicked my black platform shoe off at the doctor. (laughs) Finally, they got a hold of me so I could get the shot. And of course, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it never is. So the sobs subsided. We got in our little VW Beetle, and me from the back seat goes, So, Mommy, do I still get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> You're never getting ice cream again! No. You didn't have to go very often, but when you did, there was usually a story. Tales of going to the doctor. I have a couple of things I remember from my doctor as a child. He was one of those old country doctors, you know, really gruff. Oh, yeah. I cut open my chin and he was giving me stitches and I said, ouch. And he said, ouch yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had, and this was in the early 80s, I had poison ivy and my brother teased me saying I was going to get three or four shots because our cousins had gotten some cream. Well, lo and behold, that doctor gave me three shots, one each day for three days. Oh, no. For poison ivy? Yes, my brother felt so bad. He took me to the arcade every day after he had to take me to the doctor. (laughs) Taylor's wife, Lindsay, is a doctor. She literally has business cards that say Dr. Lindsay Hohulin. He watched her play a softball game over the weekend with her coworkers. She's on a doctor softball yeah. team. And that was the one that helped it land home for me. Like, ah, yeah, she's playing doctor softball. Yeah. <laughs> with her coworkers. So in honor of Lindsay, we're asking, what are your doctor stories? Well, I was getting a flu shot, and it took 20 minutes and four nurses to, um, to get it done. One nurse was rubbing my shoulders basically to keep me in the chair. <laughs> one was holding my hand. One was feeding me chocolate. Oh! While the other did the shot. Hey! And the really funny thing is, it wasn't when I was a kid. I was 40 years old and it was at work. 
Well, we've been asking for your doctor stories, but I guess any medical professional will do. It was with a veterinarian that we loved, and this has been a really long time ago, hence the change in procedures at the vet clinic. (laughs) We had a puppy, and the vet was going to give the puppy its shot, and I helped hold the puppy. Like, we're just talking, and I mean, the puppy, it was just kind of squirmy. The vet accidentally stuck me with the vaccination. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. And I and I tried to make light of it. I said, hey, <laughs> I'm wondering if I'm going to, like, foam at the mouth coming up here because I just got stuck with that. And he said, no, you didn't. And he got very defensive, which, of course, you would. Yeah. And he wouldn't stick me with it on purpose. <laughs> and I moved my hand. And it was bleeding. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Good news is now you can't get kennel cough. <laughs> and I bark every now and then. <laughs> I know I can, and I think you can. You can remember a time when somebody gave you advice that actually changed your life. I had someone tell me, um, you can't control the three O's, others, outcomes, and old stuff. Oh, my goodness. As long as you stay within those realms, it really helps filter out a lot of bad stuff in your mind. Could you repeat those again? The three O's are others, you can't control others, outcomes, and old stuff. Old stuff? Old stuff. Oh, the past. Oh, my goodness. That is super great advice. I've never heard it that way. Do you remember who told that to you? It was my counselor. I went to counseling um, for postpartum, and that was something that was definitely um, groundbreaking for me. You hear it and you think, oh, wow, that's so good. And then if you live by it, it can change your life. Do you have some advice that changed your life, Barb? I do. And it came from my daughter when she was five years old. Whoa. When you're in kindergarten and the teachers and the PTA are encouraging reading, we had to read a certain number of minutes per night. And I say had to because I was the mother and I said we had to. (laughs) But it was voluntary. Of course. And you got a prize at the end of the week or when you hit milestones. So, of course... I, as the mother, was going for, we're going to hit the top milestone. And I I was, uh, I'll say, encouraging, mm-hmm. probably coming down on her. We have to do the reading. And I said, we have to meet our goal. We can do this. And she looked at me and she said, Mom, that's your goal, not mine. Ooh. <laughs> that is an insightful little five-year-old. And what did you do? I stopped and thought about it for a moment, and I said, you're right, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some advice is unwanted. Mm-hmm. And you are a pregnant woman, and you go to TJ Maxx. I can oh. guarantee you, you are going to get unwanted advice almost always. But now... This advice is wanted. Yes. We want to hear the advice that you heard that changed your life. Comparison is the thief of joy. Amen, sister. I love that. That's so good. Right? Yeah. I do too. I know. I need to put that like right across the top of my laptop for whenever I get on Facebook. Yes. Yes. Same, right? <laughs> Hey, Karen, did you get some good advice that changed your life? Um, it came from my dad, but I think he was actually quoting Mark Twain. Okay. Um, and Proverbs says something kind of similar, but it's um, it's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought of a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. <laughs> yep. I love yep. that one. <laughs> you know, it's got a lot of truth to it. Oh, boy. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, okay. tell me how guilty you feel when you leave your pets at home when you go to work. <laughs> well, 
I tell all of them goodbye and I'll see yeah. you later. They give you those sad eyes. Do you think it's weird that I tell them goodbye no, and I'll see you later? definitely not. I guess. Do I feel guilty? I mean, uh, kind of. Now, how about this? The cat's sitting on your lap and you have to leave for work. Oh, well, I just miss work. You, I mean, yeah, you could call me and say, I can't come in today. <laughs> a cat's, cat's on, on my, my lap. lap. And I would think for a good five seconds before I, I said, well, that's probably... <laughs> Come on, I don't know. Jen. Okay. Come on, Jen. When Rebecca- a cat gets on your lap, you don't move. Yeah. Rebecca May gets what you're going through. Oh, she does? She is in, uh, I believe she's in New Zealand, and she has oh. a cat named Ziggy. Ziggy the cat. Ziggy the cat loves laps. Oh, he loves to sit on people's laps? He is not oh. happy unless he's sitting on somebody's lap. Oh. You're sitting down trying to pay your bills, he's in your lap. Oh, yeah. You're sitting down watching a movie, he's in your lap. Probably eating dinner in your uh, lap. Yeah. Anything. It, it's getting lap. to the point for Rebecca May and her husband that they can't get anything done around the house because Ziggy just keeps on plopping up. He's, he's not a small cat. He's not, he's not a big boy, but he's, you know, enough that it gets a little obnoxious. So they are immobile because their cat yeah. gets on their lap. Cat keeps on weighing them down. So... <laughs> Rebecca May's husband had an idea. Oh, boy. He got a pair of lounge pants, and he stuffed them and put some shoes on the bottom of them and then hid a heating pad inside these stuffed lounge pants and made a fake lap. Oh, my word. And Ziggy fell for it. It's like a half a scarecrow. It's half a scarecrow. There are pictures of it, just these legs dangling (laughs) off the end of a couch, and Ziggy's curled up looking at the camera. He's happy. He's totally happy. They lay those out when they have to go to work and they can get stuff done. The verse literally says, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. I have to admit, I'm a bit curious because I don't know if I know this verse and shining like a star sounds fun. This thing is so powerful, so countercultural that people can't help but notice. This is uh, from a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a church in Philippi, and he tells them, literally, Philippians 2.14, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Oh. <laughs> do everything without grumbling or arguing so you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Well, it's it's easy for you to read that. I know, I know. I, hard to and do. that's why, right? I look at this verse and I look at Facebook, which you and I both have had to take a step back from because there's so much grumbling and arguing there. And can I say I don't miss it? Now, you want to know even more why this verse is so amazing. The church in Philippi, you can go read about them in the book of Acts. You know who the first three members were? There's Lydia, who was from modern-day Turkey. She was a wealthy business owner in the city. There is a Roman jailer, who's kind of a blue-collar worker at the time. And then there was a Grecian slave girl who had been telling fortunes and had been freed from that. Okay, that just gave me goosebumps. They were the three founding members of the Church of Philippi? three first people that Paul and Silas come through, and they're the people who started. They are three people who have no reason to get along. No. Oh, nothing in common except except for Jesus Christ. And when the world can look at us and say, there are so many reasons you should not get along, but the thing that unites you is stronger than the things that divide you. How about that for power? The things we will do. Mm hmm. For our pets. Our pets have us trained. We spoil them greater than the kings of old with their their servants and their house staff. John, how does your pet have you trained? I have an Australian Shepherd dog. Her name's Sammy Sue. 
I had six or scrambled eggs in, in the morning as well in a microwave, and then I uh, have to cool them off. I usually end up putting it under cold water because oh. I'm usually in a hurry in the morning. So she'll be sitting there, and I'll, she'll stick her tongue just a little bit out of her mouth. It's just so cute. <laughs> my dog sitter used to hand feed my dog and stuff so a lot of times i'll end up laying down on uh, the floor uh, oh where her plate is and uh, she'll look at me and uh, you won't eat until i start giving her hand feeding her off the plate <laughs> while i'm laying down you're just grabbing morsels and placing them in her mouth she's so cute she's sweetheart she has you trained so so well john <laughs> yes they do yes they do so tell me the story again about ziggy ziggy is a cat who loves to sleep in laps And so Ziggy's parents made a fake lap to keep Ziggy busy when they need to get work done. Because they couldn't push Ziggy off their laps. They stuffed a pair of sweatpants and put a heating pad in there. Fake lap. (laughs) Ziggy loves it. The things that we will do for our pets. Do you have a spoiled pet, Kelly? Her name is Lucy. She's adorable. She's a schnauzer. And she kind of bosses our whole family around. Nice. We thought that she was getting fat from all the treats that we were all giving her because she would kind of corral you to the treat drawer when you came into the kitchen. So our Mm -hmm. whole family said no more treats. So we started giving her crushed ice. So we push the ice thing. It's on crushed with your hand. And then you just get like a few chunks of like smaller pieces of ice. And we were giving her that. Now she's corralling us to the fridge. Now she wants crushed ice every time you come in. You hand feed her crushed ice. No, you know what? We don't even really hand feed it. You just drop it and she oh. scra- like she eats it quick. There's a limit, Taylor. Yeah, right. Okay, you're There's not. There's a limit. Not They're quite not that, that bad. Hand feed it. Dr. Heidi, here we are getting ready to start another school year. And as more schools yes. release what the school year is going to look like, the one thing I have not heard from anybody is, ah, yes, that is the perfect way I had in mind to start the school year. There have been so many different reactions and both ends of the spectrum. Some people who are concerned that for their kiddos, even wearing masks is not going to keep them safe enough. Um, And again, they're thinking about the reality of trying to keep masks on a whole school of kids. Then you've got the other end of the spectrum where parents are, are less concerned and they don't want their children wearing masks or being in a situation where they either have to wear a mask or sit at home on a Chromebook all day watching their teacher teach school. This is a tough situation because everyone's saying, what are my choices? What are my options? What can I do? And the truth is, first of all, there's no good options. You are unlikely to find an option that matches with what you think is best for your kids right now. Right. And so as you're struggling to make a decision, and I know some parents are talking about homeschooling, some parents are talking about online school, some parents are talking about private school, some people are talking about different public schools or open enrolling. There's lots of options. And to make that decision, first of all, you have to take some deep breaths, right? Because we're, we're all feeling that panic and that emotion makes it so much harder to think through what we can do. But then think about, okay, what are your values? What are your make or break concerns that are guiding your decision? Is it the health of your child? Maybe you have an immunocompromised child or a child with asthma or, or allergies that's going to make it trickier. Or is it the social piece? Maybe you know your child and the stress it's going to put on them to try to keep a mask on their face for an entire school day. As you sit down and get those out of your head onto paper, it slows down the thinking process. It can help you refocus on, okay, what are the priorities for my family? And then think about, okay, what are your limits? For a lot of families, homeschooling is simply not an option because both parents are working. 
but maybe you have a grandparent who is a teacher. So you might have more options than someone else might have. So stopping, putting your options on paper, thinking about, okay, what are our limits? What are our options? And thinking about what am I willing to tolerate? What Mm. is the level of discomfort that I'm willing to accept for my family? Because the truth is there is no option that's going to be normal. We all want normal. Normal is not going to happen. So we're all having to decide what level of discomfort we're willing to face as a family, given our limits and given our own personal situations. And then how do you talk to your kids about it? You talk to your kids about it after you've really decided. I think it is unwise to include them in a lot of the emotions of this decision-making process. You can maybe get some opinions or get some thoughts, but really keep that decision-making conversation between the adults. Once you've decided, taking their perspective into account, you've decided, then talking with them and I think having a really matter-of-fact approach. This is not ideal. Ideal Mm -hmm. would be you going back to school like you've always gone back to school. This will be hard, but you can do hard things and reminding them that we're Mm. all taking it one day at a time and we're all figuring it out as we go. Because if you're panicky about it, they're going to be panicky about it. That's such a nice way of saying it. It's going to be hard, but you can do hard things. I mean, as a grown up, I need to know that sometimes (laughs) it's okay for a hard thing to be hard. This whole situation is hard. Yes. And we as adults are not sure we can do it, but we can if we take it one day at a time and we can with our help our kids Take it one day at a time, recognizing that we might not love it. It's not ideal, but we can get through it one day at a time. Have you found yourself thinking about 2020 as a throwaway year? It's kind of the year that everything was put on pause and you just kind of wait for life to come back. In 2021. Yeah. We're all looking ahead to 2021 thinking, oh, there's life. Yep. That's when things start counting again. If you've done that, don't feel bad. I've done that. I almost said something this morning during a newscast (laughs) that would actually indicate that that is a mindset I've been having. If I can just get through 2020, 2021 is where it's all at. I recently came across this quote by C.S. Lewis, the author Mm -hmm. of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Chronicles of Narnia. C.S. Lewis says, the great thing, if one can is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions of one's own real life. The truth is, of course, that what one calls the interruptions are precisely one's real life. Mm. Get this, the life that God is sending them day by day. Wow. The thing you do every day is your real life. I felt like C.S. Lewis was standing in my office saying, Are you listening, Jen? (laughs) Because that's how I've been about 2020. But this is our life, and it's the life that God has given us every single day of 2020. Doesn't look like we hoped it did, but we can make it into something beautiful. Kiddie pools, sold out. Kayaks, sold out. Bicycles, backordered. It's amazing the things that are like suddenly everybody's like, yeah, I think I need to get into this. We have found replacement fun for the things that used to keep us busy and having fun in the summer during Mm -hmm. this time of a pandemic. I also think, if I'm any indication, that many of us have kind of changed our definition of fun. Okay. I used to think, and I know this sounds a little crazy, I used to think that if I didn't have at least something planned over the weekend, that I was kind of a loser. 
Oh, wow. Does that, I mean, it felt like if I was going home and being quiet and alone or, you know, just hanging out with the fam on mm-hmm. a Friday night, I was lame. I mean, legit, that's kind of how I felt. Wow. During COVID now, I've realized how much fun is it to be able to sit on the couch with the kids and talk and laugh yeah. or just talk. Not have to be anywhere. How much fun is it to be able to strap my little beagle into his harness and take him on a walk around the neighborhood? Yeah. How much fun is it to be able to sit on my back deck on my lounge chair that is so old that it's pilling, but I don't want to get rid of it because I love it so much (laughs) and just commune with God? I think we're finding that slowness is a lot more fun than we thought it was. Maybe we just need to relearn our definition of fun Mm. for 2020. We've always used a lot of outside things as our entertainment. Well, the Lord has allowed those to be stripped away. My daughter and I had different dates planned for summer pre-COVID that were like going to the Civic Center together. And we just tried to have a sprinkling of fun that we planned a long time ago. Well, when all those things kind of fell through... We ordered Posca pens. I didn't even know what a Posca pen was. Neither do I. They're like really fun, brightly colored markers. Okay. And we started painting kindness rocks. And I think that people started painting rocks and leaving them different places forever ago. Like the cool people knew about it. Probably I don't even know <laughs> when, but, you know, we're not cool. So we didn't, you know, I didn't know. But we um, get together at night and spray paint them white and then decorate the rocks. And they're so much fun. And I know that sounds crazy, but like we might write, you are awesome on one or like we go for walks and there's a lady that has all kinds of gnomes in her yard. And even though that's not necessarily what we would pick, like she loves her yard. And so we made a rock that has a gnome on it. We've had so much fun. And I think that even when this is over, I bet we still do it. And if we don't, it'll still be like one of the best memories. I had a friend over and we had a big old flat of donuts there Mm. and the kids and I, of course, were enjoying it. And I was like, Laura, please help yourself. And she's like, no, not my thing. Not what's not her thing? Eating in other people's houses. I looked at her and I said, what do you mean? It's not your thing. Are you on a diet? And she's like, no, I don't like donuts. Whoa. I know. And I was like. Wait a minute, we've been friends for almost a year now, and you're telling me you don't like donuts? Like any donuts or these donuts? Is she from this planet? <laughs> these You don't like these donuts. And I don't know how that would be possible, because they were donuts yeah. from Donut Hut, and I'm like, hello. That's, but yeah. She said, no, I don't like any donuts. No donuts, nothing. She's like, pastry's just not my thing. Oh my goodness. And I went, what is that like? How do people bribe her to go places <laughs> she doesn't want to be? Like... There's, there's going to be donuts at the meeting. There's donuts at the meeting. We're going to spend four hours over a 10-minute email. <laughs> I'm like, I just looked at her and I said, how does that work? How does... <laughs> I don't... What? How... How do you not like donuts? We we should call Netflix and they can make a documentary. <laughs> I think I think people would like to know what it's like to being a like person donuts. who doesn't like donuts. Just what, what does your life consist of? What is it? to like donuts. There, there is a hole in the middle of your life just, just like, a like in a donut. You are the donut. <laughs> she doesn't like donuts. Don't understand it. But I'm still allowing her to be my friend. I don't understand it. And, and it must be strange mm-hmm. when you don't like something that 
everybody else in the world likes. And we want to hear about the thing that you dislike, that the world loves. I had a nephew. It actually took me a couple weeks to believe what he even said. He told me he didn't like chocolate. What? Whoa! Not he was allergic to it. He just doesn't like it. No, he just doesn't like it. So I felt like stopping the car and just having him walk home. Cause I, could, I couldn't handle it. I'm sorry, like son. That. You cannot be related to me. Well, okay. Think about what you just said, sir. <laughs> Well, I suppose it takes courage, mm-hmm. bravery, yeah, maybe a little bit of stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't like something that it seems like the whole rest of the world likes. What is it for you, Curtis? Coffee. Oh, oh Curtis. I'm sorry. How, how do you wake up in the morning? Curtis, what do you drink with your donut? Water. Water? You, yeah. Water and, and donut? I wake up in the morning. Water and a donut. Water not, and a donut? Not even milk? No, I have milk with my cereal. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. But I'll never forget that first taste of coffee I've ever had. It was mom's, and it was nasty. <laughs> it was probably cold. I'm thankful for that, though. You're thankful that you don't like coffee? Right, right. Why? Look at all the money I saved. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Donuts was shocking. Yeah. Coffee is shocking to me, but understandable. Uh, we heard someone doesn't like cheese. That one. Oh, man. Why, yeah. why would I'm, you do I'm that? I'm still trying to breathe after that one. But this one. Okay. I don't even know if I believe this. I have never tried ice cream. It looks disgusting. Wait, you've never even tried it. I never have. And now it's become such a big issue that when people hear it, they just are like, they do what you do <laughs> with that reaction. So now it's become funny enough to me that I know I'll never try it. <laughs> so so now you're just not trying it for a Judy! while. Well, I don't like milk, so I'm like, there's no way I'd want frozen milk. But it's so much more than that. It doesn't even taste like milk. <laughs> chocolate and Rocky Road and chocolate peanut yeah. butter. And there's cherry vanilla and there's banana split and there's... I'm going to take a hard pass on all of that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> to me, it's like, who walked up to that first cow and said, I'm going to drink this. That's not what ice cream tastes like. It doesn't taste like raw milk. We do a lot to it after that part. My kids are just grateful that there's something sweet in the house that I don't eat all of. (laughs) That's, That's valid. This has been the Taylor and Jen podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.